the Runner's Diary podcast with Brian and Damien. Welcome to the Runner's Diary episode 60. I'm Damien. And I'm Brian. On this week's show, we'll have all the latest news, all of last week's results, upcoming fixtures. And this week, we have a chat with James Dowling from Park Run Ireland. That's all to come on this week's episode of the Runner's Diary podcast. Okay, welcome back to everybody again. Great feedback from last week's podcast, uh, the Women in Sport special. And again, as you may have seen, we released uh, part one on YouTube during the week. So part two and three, you can listen into on uh, our podcast uh, channel, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. And if you go to our YouTube channel at the moment, we have part one up there as well. Um, and we'll probably follow on with part two and three. But again, thanks for the feedback. Great feedback. And again, if you want to follow up with it. And we also got feedback from other sports as well, which was great. Um, and what we hope for, I suppose. So how was your week, Damien? Week was good, believe it or not. Five days I ran this week. Thank Five days. Um, it was so, so much running that even after the run today, it said that I was overtraining. So, <laughs> you know, I need to calm it down now. I can't become a mileage junkie. Um, but no, it was actually good. It was quite good. Um, good to hear. Good to hear. So, yeah. no, it was enjoyable. Um, yeah, you are right about the women's sports special. Look, I will say, though, as well, listenership was obviously very, very good. But I still would really encourage people to share the episode because I think that episode itself from the whip from the three women, Sandra, um, Orla and Fiona, it deserves so much um, more listens. And I'll be honest with you. So I encourage clubs and people to share it as far and wide as they possibly can. But look, it was enjoyable. We enjoyed it and it is still going going brilliantly for us. So thank you to everybody. And thanks for all the comments as well on that. Now, I think we'll come to our week's later on Brian a small bit because we yeah. have obviously two races which we've done which we'll come to later on but I think there's only one place really to start the show this week absolutely and yeah, yeah, yeah. Rory um, I, you're going to have a job to do in a few seconds but look we just want to wish um, a, co- a popping co-host will we call him that a popping yeah. um, and does he call the, himself okay. uh, he calls himself the ambassador. host the host no. <laughs> I think he calls himself the runner's diary ambassador I, I've called him worse anyway so it's alright yeah. um, so Andy Gooling happy 50th um, mm-hmm. have a great birthday and I know that Mary and Penny are spoiling you rotten uh, he's not 50 by the way he is the tender age of 37 which I only found out today which I thought he was actually younger than that so it's the first time I'll ever give someone their younger age for themselves. But look, look, happy birthday, Andy. You know, he's in Ferris. He's, um, he helps us out a lot with the show as well. So, Rory, if you don't mind, join the old happy birthday there, please. Happy birthday to I did have the pleasure of I did have the pleasure of running with Andy today on the cool down uh, and I, it was only then I found out it was his birthday but as he said what else would you be doing on your birthday only running a half marathon exactly. anyway pacing a half marathon so. <laughs> exactly yeah. gets to a certain age when you just move on and he's there move on and you forget about yeah. it right that's it uh, Brian, we week. had yeah. three competitions last week, yeah. lads. Three. So we had a surprise one near the end of the week. So we have we had the Finbars cross country um, race, which was on obviously today, which we had the competition drawn earlier during the week. So the winners were announced on Thursday. So congratulations. And they all turned up today as well, which is brilliant, to Jack Murphy, Sean Lucy, Mary Carpenter O'Rourke, Fiona Shine, Gillian Cotter and Anne Wolfe, who all won the entries to the cross country today and who all ventured out there today and put on a great show, which we, we again, we've come to the show, but well done to everybody who entered the competition. It was a really popular competition as well. And um, so congratulations to our six winners there for that. We then had our Chile 10k so competition as well which was is which is won by carl hurley an italia uh, teacher so we you will see a message in your um inbox probably by now because you'll see this listen to this on the monday so well done to carl so obviously that's a tree 10k which is on the 28th of september and the half marathon is on the 29th of october so the two girls win the bundle for that so congratulations to the two of them and brian you got the surprise one for us then 
Yeah, so later on the week, as you saw, we put this out through our social media channels. So the Farron School Fun Run that takes place on Thursday the 14th in a, a great setting. Actually, I'd say it would be a fantastic one to do in the Farron Woods itself, which is a lovely, lovely, lovely area for those that are familiar with it. Um, so the lucky winners of the Farron uh, Run Thursday the 14th is Sean O'Brien and Dennis Brown. So again, similar to the previous one, we'll drop you a note there uh, on your social media pages. And uh, well done to the winners there. Well done to everybody you entered. It was a great week. Uh, more prizes than the Late Late Toy Show, I think, this week again. There's one. Everyone uh, the audience. Yeah, and more to come. But certainly check out that Farron run. Uh, I think it's going to be a very popular one. It's beautiful settings and beautiful surroundings. And probably, I would say, one of the last evening races, sure. You know, at this stage, mm. the evenings are yeah. starting to slip away. So um, get out there and support the Grins. Uh, so, and in particular, if we can support the ones with the competitions, you know, it's great that people are happy to give things back as well. So it's nice to support those ones. So well done to all our winners across all the competitions last week. And I think we have more to come now again for this week. Yeah. So again, we have two competitions. So um, we start off with a massive thank you to Alhees, uh, Five Miles to Bear AC. So on their race is on Saturday, September 23rd. Um, at 2.30. So this is part of their um, their autumn series. Very, very popular autumn series. So this is the second race of the of it. Um, you know, takes you to a beautiful town, Brian. I, I, I know we spoke about this race before as well. Like, and it is, the scenery for it is just outstanding and the pictures and everything like that. So very well supported race from all over the country. Really. And, and, and I mean that literally there is people who come down here and spend a weekend down there. So that's on Saturday, the 23rd. We have two entries to give away. The usual, tag your running buddy and like our page. That's as simple as that. And you're then both entered into the competition. We will announce the winners next Sunday for that race, which is on Saturday, the 23rd. So thank you to Bera AC for that. Beautiful, beautiful part of the country and, you know, a warm West Cork welcome there. So definitely another one to get down and support as well. So yeah. if you don't win the prizes, just check out the entry as well to that series. Definitely. And then we have a second one, Brian, which is another beautiful part of the, the country, Tremor Valley Park. And um, so we have the Douglas Credit Union 5K, which is on the 1st of October. So this is um, their fourth year supporting um, some wonderful charities, which is a Cork Cancer Care Centre and the Stillbirth and Neonatal Debt Association of Ireland, and um, who do as a, as look incredible work. And, you know, and it's a great, great cause mm-hmm. to support it. So locations, obviously, Tremor Valley Park, registration. It's 12 euros and only six euros for under 16s. And the race time is 11 a.m. for that on the 1st of October. So you can register, go to their social media pages and you see the registration link for that. Again, we have two entries for that. But first, before we come to that, we're going to have a quick listen here from Gary Harrington, who has sent us a little voice out for a bit more information on the race. Get ready for the Douglas Credit Union Charity 5K event happening on October 1st at the picturesque Tremor Valley Park. This is a fantastic opportunity to support the great cause as 100% of the proceeds will be, will be directed towards our partner charities, Fedecon and Core Cancer Care Centre. Lace up your running shoes and join us for a mor- morning of fun and fitness. The course consists of two 2.5k loops taking you through the newly upgraded park run course. The run kicks off at 11am offering a chance for participants to showcase their running prowess and compete for top honours. Prizes await the top three men and the top three women finishers, while all participants will be treated to a well-deserved goodie bag. Secure your spot by registering on popupraces.e and let's make a meaningful difference together. Thank you for that, Gary. Look, at Chamor Valley Park, is a, it's, a, it's a course that nearly everybody knows. It's a good course, um, new tarmac parts and all. Yeah, and I think to be fair to that race, it's one that seems to be, you know, gathering pace over the last couple of years. Um, it's one I saw a couple of years I thought about doing, but it seems to be getting popular, more popular every year. And as you said, the Tremor Valley Park run, you know, there'll be a good crowd there who are familiar with the race, but there'll be many new newbies going there. I'd say for this one, yeah, should be a good good standard there as yeah, well. I'd say exactly. So the two competitions again. Thank you to Barry AC and thank you to uh, Douglas Credit Union. So again, to enter these competitions, they'll go out in two separate posts uh, tomorrow. Tag your running buddy and just like our page. Simple as that. And enter on our Facebook and Instagram. Then you're entered into it twice. So even better again. So 
And thank you again to everybody who supports the podcast by giving um, these competitions. And again, if anybody does want to, please drop us a line on either Instagram or Facebook as well, and we'll make sure to get it sorted. And we do have more competitions coming as well, just in case those clubs are wondering. We're just staggering them in over the coming weeks, so there's more to come. And again, exactly. as you said, we're much appreciated of those entries as well. Helps uh, helps everybody, I think. Yeah, so we move on to kind of some news that we have from the week. And Brian, did you see this marathon over in Mexico that took place where 30,000 people ran it? Mm-hmm. But amazingly, 11,000 people were disqualified. Yeah, I saw the headline around a bit of an article. I know it's a. Did they have the version, the the Mexican version of the Lewis or something like that? Yeah, well, that's actually what it was. It was they yeah. up that people were taking trains and you know I think nearly scooters and all and a whole lot of it. Um, like that 11, is, eleven thousand out of thirty thousand. What, what what's our entry in Dublin? Twenty something thousand is it? Yeah, yeah. So you'd have a third. Imagine, can you imagine? Whatever five, six, seven thousand people eliminated out of Dublin Marathon as, as an example. And it was all because they missed, like they went to do it, and they missed. There was people missing ship timings and a whole lot of it. So, yeah, know. there was a huge search. It was I see Strava? I think Strava was brought into it, and all these different tools to identify people hadn't done yeah, the distance. So you know, people, make sure you do the distance because if you don't, you're going to get caught out and get disqualified and be made a fool of. Simple as that. But yeah. I, I actually it was sent to us, it was sent to me by a few people. I saw it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was laughing at it, and you know, thanks to everybody who sends us in news. And if you do see anything, send it on to us because you know we actually like adding these parts into it as well. So yeah, a few results, Brian. Yeah, big week again for the Irish ladies. We only spoke about it last week, but they're still. Keep shining the light brightly for Irish Athletics. So Sarah Lavin uh, again smashes the Irish record this time without the hurdles, I believe. I think uh, it's still a new record of twelve point seven seven for the hundred meters. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's what. That's what. Yeah. I, Beat I Phil Healy's record, I think. Yeah. Previous Phil Healy's record. Another woman who we spoke about a lot lately as well, Sophie O'Sullivan, breaks the three k under twenty three record with a time of eight forty four. Claire McGeegan breaks the Irish record in the 1500 with 3.55.87. But Brian Fay got in the mix as well, uh, representing the men there. And he ran a fantastic time of 7.36 for a 3K and goes third overall in the all-time Irish list. So again, as we've been saying for weeks, Irish athletics is in a good place mm-hmm. and seems to be, you know, peaking nicely now ahead of the Olympics next year. Yeah, and hot off the press there, Sarah Healy today came second in the Fifth Avenue Mile in the time of about four nineteen, and um, you know, which was a looking at the race was absolutely soaking as well. So well done to Sarah, another fantastic run by her. And today also you had the Great North Run, where you have Evan Gideon, who finished fifth overall, just behind Mo Farah in the time of one o four or three. Who I think that was his hanging up the boots correct. race, is it? That's yeah, correct, yeah, his yeah. final race. What a career! But like in fairness, there from Giddy fifth, that's a high caliber. Oh. No, that's that's no slouch of a race. That's uh, attracts some top runners. So that is a race that I would love to put on the bucket list. Yeah, yeah, I know one or two who've done it already. It's just, it's a great week, great place as well. Obviously, brilliant place altogether. Uh, yeah, we might try that one sometime. Sometime, you yeah. might give us a bit of entries there for a competition. International <laughs> podcast from overseas. <laughs> Are you listening? Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> Make a new new angle for for our podcast. Yeah, but yeah, no, he's another guy who seems to be really doing really really well in the races. So again, great to see him mixing on that international level as well. Okay, so we move on again. A big big announcement as well. We've kind of hinted about this one for those who were at our previous gigs, um, but we're going to have another charity event coming up uh, at the moment. We're talking about Sunday, the twenty second of October, which is the week before the Dublin Marathon, when a lot of people are, you know, who are partaking in the marathon and maybe doing an easier run. Uh, coming into taper season and those who aren't doing marathon again just hopefully get out for a Sunday morning so the plan is um, you know the Clayton Silver Springs Hotel have been extremely good to us Tracy and the staff there and as you know for those who have attended the last two uh, meetings we've had you know there's been a great spread of food put on again and looked for nothing in return really um, but they they support the charity um, and have been for many many years uh, the Marie Keating Foundation and look so many of us are impacted by cancer unfortunately and there's many great cancer charities out there as well uh, but this is one the, the Clayton Hotel uh, support 
So we're going to join forces with the Clayton Hotel and kind of have a meet and greet run. It's not going to be a chat. There's not going to be no uh, discussions or anything. It's just a meet and greet, chance for people to get together over a cup of tea. Um, and we'll have some spot prizes as well. I believe there's going to be some good spot prizes there. Yeah, and I do think, Brian, this is actually a great opportunity because I always think the week before Dublin is a kind of a feel-good week. Everyone is buzzing. And I think this will be a great time for people just to kind of like, just chat away to other people and just kind of forget about their own race ever so slightly the following week and for people not doing Dublin by the way but you know again the Clayton Silver Springs have been so good to us you know so we'd like to give back to them a little bit by doing this so we're going to help them out with them and they're hoping to set up I think even a link that they might be able to do something with online for people who can't attend but you know that will all be done through Clayton Silver Springs so once we have all that sort we will let people know with that but look we hope people make it so it's Sunday the 22nd of October time will be confirmed but I would presume with Brian would probably be the normal time that we would do it and teas coffees and pastries and all that afterwards and you know just a good bit of a laugh really Absolutely, yeah. And look, it's all, as I said, they've been really good to you and you said it there again. So it's just been nice this time now to support their charity. Um, they're not looking for anything major. You know, it's just if everybody could give a couple of euro there when they turn up, then to be great. And as you said, for those that can turn up as well, maybe we can get something sorted. But yet more on that over the coming weeks, we will put out a kind of an event on uh, social media and on Strav as well. Uh, so I save the date, but October 22nd, keep it in your, your heads uh, as you move forward there. And to tie in with that, Brian, we are going to have um, we've new hats ordered, okay? So our running hats that people have probably seen me a lot with, which is the black one, and I have we have a the burgundy one, which people have seen Martin O'Leary wear. So we have a few of them ordered, which we hopefully will have in the next couple of next week or so. Um, but if people would like to order some of the gear from uh, Go Sports Teamwear. And if you do it within the next couple of weeks, we will get we will have it for you on that day as well on Sunday the twenty second. So if anybody wants to you know show off a bit up in Dublin or show off in some other places and races around the country and in the world, and um, get an order in soon, we have the hats up on the website very shortly. I'll be talking to Graham on Monday to get them up as well. So look, it's just like I would say it's brilliant to see if Brian you know, went with Jonathan over Budapest with Martin in America, yeah. um, you know, with Rory and you know, even at the event when we had with Rory and Dolan Coakley had it as well, you know, so mm-hmm. you know affairs. And so put in your orders for that soon enough. We will be we'll put it out on social media this week as well for people for the link for that. But you know, if you want it we can have a few that day. There will be no delivery charge for that then, obviously, as well. And yeah. um, we're also talking with Graham as well, where we're trying to figure out something just to cut out that delivery charge for people. But we will come back with that this week for more details. Yeah. Now, you- before we move on, Brian, I, I, have to, I have to say a big thank you to Donald, Donald Coakley. So Donald, in the depths of the night yesterday, um, handed me over the newspaper that... Um, I, that, I I graced the runner's diary um, name on for the first time ever last no. week. So before only... before before you go on, did he was he handing it over for you to sign it or did he sign it and give it to you? I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm actually disappointed he didn't ask me to sign it, but I suppose look, it's going to be going up in pride of place now up in my um my wall as um for the first runner's diary name, Next. title, and the, and the echo for me. Next to your press pass from the Cork City Marathon. It's, that's up there as well. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's up yeah. there as well, so there's no fear with that. But look, thanks to Donald for that. But again, look, the gear and all that would be all. We'll have more social media posts on that. Brilliant. Uh, a big shout out as well over the weekend. Uh, I got a message in to, about the Mallow Park Run. I've been to the Mallow Park Run so many times myself as well. A great setup there. Beautiful scenery, you know, lovely route. Uh, if you haven't been, I'd recommend get down to that one as well. Um, but they celebrated their 100th park run, uh, just gone. So well done to everybody there. And look, we're going to talk about it more in our catch up with James there shortly. But park run is just, you know, we mentioned even in the women's podcast last week, it's just a, such a phenomenon of event in so many locations across Ireland, but, you know, across UK, etc. And further field, a lot of people go on holidays and, you know, they're nearly looking for yeah. a park run location that they could tick off as they, they go around. But, um, you know, just not just Mallow, but every single location, you know, I know I'm going to give a shout out to someone else there, actually, who was only talking to Reese and to Karen and Darren McCroom. You know, I ended up so much for athletics across, you know, his own club, county, etc. But again, a volunteer at the park when there as well, many, many weeks over the year. 
and that's replicated all over Parkrun, all over Ireland. Um, and it's a great way, you know, a lot of people, it's their first introduction to running, as you said last week, in a non-competitive, but competitive yeah. atmosphere with just yourself, really. That and you're- by the way, and you say introduction to running, and like for a lot of people, there's, there's no running, it's the, the social aspect. So it's yeah. out and it's the walk around and it's, you know, the buggies and you bring your dogs buggies, and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So like, it's open to everybody. And it's what I find about it. It's a brilliant social outlet for people as well. Yeah. So I think, like, I think it is an area we are going to talk about. I think in soon enough, which is the mental health. And I think something like park one is so important for people to get out and get that interaction and just, you know, talk to like-minded people really. Mm-hmm. And look, it is all about the volunteers and even the junior park run as well, which takes place on Sunday Sunday mornings. There is a great event as well. And that's, you know, just, again, there's more and more locations popping up throughout Ireland every week. But as I've often said to you and I said on the podcast, my own son, you know, we've gone to a good few. He loves them. He absolutely loves them. And it's great little bonding session for the two of us as we go around as well. So I'd encourage more families to get involved, parents with their kids, etc. Um and get out and keep and you know get your kids away from the the mad technology world we all live in for a small while as well so yeah so that's the way and we come more to park run obviously as well um so i think that's it for the news for today so with that brian we will move on to the results for last week the results section we'll start on with a drum skin 5k which had a total finishes of 455 so again thank you to drum skin for the competition you know we were delighted to have it and you know well done to everybody who took part and they did say it was a fast course and they weren't lying so (laughs) the winners are uh, daniel stone from dublin track club in a time of 1438 and then second was Yar Desiree in a time from Carrick Aces AC in a time of fourteen forty six, so a very close battle between the two lads. Then in third was Sean Dorn from Clan of Harriers AC in a time of fifteen thirty five. In the ladies was Catherine O'Connor in a time of sixteen thirty seven from Harrow AC. In second was Nicole Sheridan Sheridan in a time of seventeen thirty one, and in third is. Is it Deborah, Deborah Allen? Derla, 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 Derla. Sorry, beg your pardon. Yeah, I think. And from Saint Peter's AC in eighteen thirteen. Please message us with the proper pronunciation, and uh, we we rectify. Thanking you. Yeah, no, but seriously, yeah, that was just some impressive times there. Uh, good numbers at it as well. Uh, as you said, it was it, it lived up to exactly what it was said it would be. So well done to everybody there. Uh, we move on again. So. Obviously, yourself and myself took part in two runs today, not the same ones, at opposite ends of the county of Cork. Uh, mm-hmm. So I went to the Charleville Half Marathon. Um, and, you know, I'll talk as I go, I suppose. But obviously, with the weather of yesterday and the intense heat on Saturday, I think people were kind of wondering what lay ahead on Sunday. So um, on arriving into Charleville, it wasn't as sunny, but it was really huge mm. uh, cloud cover, foggy kind of cloud cover. The humidity was off the scales and all, like in the warm-up even. You know, you come back from the warm-up and it was like already, like after being in the shower, it was crazy. So wasn't expecting hugely hot times, but, you know, it turned out to be. So I caught up the results first anyway. So Michael Harty, uh, you know, absolutely incredible form at the moment, uh, winning that one in a one hour, seven minutes and three seconds. And debut marathon. Debut half marathon. He's incredible at the moment. Uh, I think he had a close run most of the way around with William Monsell uh, from Clan Melacy, who was 107.13, so 10 seconds behind. I think it was just in the last 800 metres or so, um, from what I heard on the ground this morning. And I've been away for most of the day, so I haven't got back to talk to people, but I believe it was only in the last couple of hundred metres that, you know, they broke away from each other. Michael broke away from William, but again, Sean Doyle and Kimling in third, uh, 109 on the dot. So three very strong runners there. At the, you know, there's always great showing there. Jake O'Regan was fourth as well. Great to see Jake back after being off a small bit there of late. So um, great, great uh, high standard there. Again, in the ladies' event, 
Barbara Cleary was the winner there in a time of 1.19.19 from Denor Harriers. Isabel Oaks, 1.19.47 from Sligo ASC. And third, Sinead Lynch, uh, 1.22.43. So again, considering really heavy, humid conditions, you know, there was a lot of people suffer out there. Even myself, I went around very steady. I just decided today I wasn't going to go for it. I was going to run my margin pace there. And like the last mile or two, I was just soaking people up left, right, and centre, you know, yeah. there was just CP. Anyone who went for today's, I won't say everyone, but a lot of people suffered who did attack the course. But uh, again, hats off to North Cork SC. Every year, you can be guaranteed that this, you know, it's one of the, it's, it's a trailblazer in races. I think they, they do things, you know, that others follow. And again, today, I have to say, I saw Michael Hurley around with interviewing people. They had a camera, a camera there taking in a lot of footage. So I'm looking forward to see that and what comes out of it. I'd say it will be like a mini a mini show about the race and uh, they caught up with a lot of people. Like, even Andy got into it after the race. Yes. So I don't know, was it about his birthday or about his pacing? And, uh, I hope it's about his birthday. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, great, great, great race, in fairness. So, so were you happy? Um, I the plan that I went out to achieve, I achieved, um, so I'm happy that way. Um, slight, I'm suffering a bit at the moment, but a bit of tightness in the hamstrings, and it's just kind of a slight concern. Um, when I kind of load the miles or load the pace, it seems to be kind of digging in its heels again at me. So just nursing that a small bit. But look, as of a race today, it went to plan. So just if the mind does, uh, mind the legs and pay a visit to our friend who's. Will butcher me during the week at some stage. Uh, good, good old Ken will look after. Don't worry. Um, yeah. So, anyone who has them wants to get a bit of torture and enjoyment, give Ken Nason a big shout there. He'll look sure. after. You. Tell, tell him we sent you. Uh, <laughs> and Ken, if you're listening to this, take it easy on me. <laughs> no, he won't. Uh, definitely not. Know that you said that. Yeah. yeah so, no, well done. Look, it's 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 another stepping stone, isn't it? Really, at the end of the day, for you, like yeah. you see, you have bigger goals in mind. Yeah, and actually, do you know if I know I met uh, Conor McCauley at the start there, and Conor was pacing the 120 today, I think it was, and a good chat with him. And again, like you know, when you hear a guy of that level, just talking sense, you know, how, and, and I met Liam O'Connor after the race, actually, from Grange Ramoy, and again, it was a similar thing, you know, they were talking about how many people have left their marathon yeah. these races, you know, across the country, you know, just everybody tries to squeeze in a half marathon maybe a month beforehand or two months beforehand. And a lot of people leave their race there mm. that day, you know. Yeah, uh, exactly. So we'd see, we'd see how it goes. 50 days, less than 50 days to go now. So it's getting interesting. Yeah, and it is. Look, it's down to squeaky bum time, as they say. But look, yeah. you know, it, it, the weather is going to change. I think I think this is the end of the heat, really, I would say, coming the next few days. So we might yeah. as well enjoy it while we can, because it's going to be gone for long enough. <laughs> anyway, so, across, across the county, you put on your Gaelic football boots. I uh, went... I actually bought, so, all right, same thing as cross country, right, out in the showgrounds. And so I had with me standard runners, paper flies, cross country spikes, and trail shoes. So I had four pairs of shoes with me today. And it was just a matter of, right, which ones am I going to take and not? So the ground, the ground must have been hard, I suppose. Is it? The ground was very, the ground was very hard. It was like yeah. I, I ended up going with the spikes, and the reason I went with the spikes was I was talking to Barry Tui beforehand. We did a warm up um, for it. We did a, the lap of the course, and there was areas where you kind of just needed that little bit of grip. Yeah, um, yeah. it was it was kind of like a down a corner and back up again, and you did need that bit of grip. So I was like, right, I'm going to use it. But also, if I'm planning and doing cross country races, I'm going to have to get used to the spikes anyway. So there's, you know, I get my calves used to it. So before we go into that, there was three races on the in the morning. The first one was a novice 4K, so a race for beginners, um, which was a very good race. So in the the men's winner was Brendan Murphy. From he's living in Cove. He is from the north of Ireland, um. But he was actually he ran a very good race, very good race in sixteen sixteen, very shortly behind, followed by Kevin Griffin from Unreact, um, who was second male, and then in third was sixteen thirty six was Shane O'Callaghan from Saint Finbar's AC, um. Very fair so it actually was a, a very good race between the lads. Kevin Griffin we thought was going to catch. Um, Brendan at one stage and Brendan nearly was looking behind coming into the last 200 we're like don't just keep running <laughs> but um, so in fairness to Brendan it was a very good run his, and again his first cross country race uh, amazing Kevin Griffin actually did that 4k and then ran the 6k again afterwards 
so I did 10k across country that day so is <laughs> a fair play to him for that like <laughs> um, in why, why didn't you do that? Um, because I wasn't allowed to enter the, the 4k okay. they told me I wasn't allowed otherwise I'd have done it Brian I would have That's done it but sure. you know sure. uh, Owen and John wouldn't let me run the 4k unless I had a moustache on and I left that at home so you had in the ladies you had um, Sally Ann Lynch from Dunmore AC taking a win in 1905 with Rachel Goggin from um, in second in 1921 and then you had Leah Robbins from St Finbar's AC in 2033 who was in round out the podium in a very very good race as well now I have interviews I have a couple of interviews from each of the winners so I have an interview coming in here now with Brendan Murphy and Sally Ann Lynch um, so we'll just hear from the two winners I'm joined by the winner of the novice cross country race, Brendan Murphy. Brendan, congratulations! How was that? Thank you. Yeah, it was tough. Tough being my first one. Uh, I was sort of just given a bit of gentle encouragement by my father-in-law to push on and try something different. And here we are. It was tough. I think it was yourself. I was just standing behind at the start. I was like, he looks like he's nobody's doing. So. It, it wasn't me, thankfully. I, I, I'm up next for the six k. It was someone up in red. So it was one of the lads in red. Right? He went off very fast. And it was a very close finish for you coming around the, the yeah, end as well. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, being a, a novice, as you say, to the cross-country circuit. You sort of don't know if you're going left, right? And the heat doesn't help today. It's, no, you're one of the few wearing a, a t-shirt, yeah, which definitely doesn't help this. But congratulations. And your first cross-country race and your first win, yeah, so, so that's a good way to start it. Start for something more. Yeah, that's it. Well done. I'm joined by Sally Ann Lynch from Dunmore AC, who's after taking the win in the ladies novice. How was that for you? Oh, it's tough. It's a great course. Yeah, it was, the ground was very solid, but there were some nice hills, and you had to keep your concentration because it was a bit uneven. But um, yeah, I was in a lovely group of lads, and we just kind of pushed each other, and so yeah, it was a great experience. And is that your yeah? Is, just, is that your first one? Is it? Yeah, I've done a bit of road running, um, but I know cross country just seemed to always appeal to me, especially because you don't even look at your watch; you just go out and try and survive. Yeah, it's all about places. Times go out the window for it, but like you know, in fairness, they have a lovely setup around here, as you said. It's, it's not the easiest course but it's not the hardest either. no definitely and there's a lovely atmosphere the music and everyone's really friendly so a great day uh, congratulations Sally on your, your first cross country and your first win so congratulations <laughs> well done Sally thanks thank you to Brendan and thank you to Sally Ann both of your first time cross country runners and I would presume now they're totally hooked that's it end the road all cross country from here on in now we move on to the ladies 6k which uh, Brian this was now a race. I was so happy I was able to stand back and watch. So you had the win was taken by Lisa Hegarty from Leevale AC in a time of 23.33. In second was Martina Kiley from St. Finbar's AC in a time of 23.35. And in third place was Michelle Kenny from Leevale in 23.35. Unbelievable. So I... This race was brilliant to watch. So three girls side by side. Michelle Kenny led it from word go to about, I'd say, just under a kilometre to go. And then Lisa made a break for it. Martina stayed with Michelle. Martina or Lisa made a, a, a big gap on it. But the two girls kept on, you know, kept within that gap the whole time. Um, Michelle stayed second the whole way and they you do take this turn right to go into the finishing line shoot which is still about 200 meters to go and all of a sudden when you got to the finish michelle and martina were side by side with a sprint finish and diving at the line i actually i, I think they got it on gopro i'm dying to see it actually at the moment and martina caught her by a nose quite literally it was brilliant racing um really enjoyed it i must say and the three of them put on a you know a very 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 entertaining race so well done to the three ladies in that it was superb and to, to be fair you know we obviously spoke to michelle in the past and we've had a brief chat with martine as well but lisa like lisa hagerty is an incredible runner you know she runs a lot i think in the mountains representing yeah. ireland um, and i think she's a future guest we need to track down as well for yeah just to give a taste on that irish mounting run and i was actually well. i was laughing I, I mentioned that at the end of the interview which will come up in a second judge and she's a very modest girl as in she was just like <laughs> she didn't even want to talk about it um, and yeah. but you know 
in fairness, sort of like fabulous run. She was just sat at the back of the two girls, very comfortable, and kind of when they needed to make the gap, she made that and made it go. So, you know, I I would presume the three ladies, I'd say we will see a lot of them at cross country this year. You know, Michelle Kenny, we'll obviously see in everything from road yeah. cross country to, I think, right. water right. sports to everything. So we'll see her at everything. But look, well done to the three ladies. They put on a great show. Really well done. It was brilliant, Brian, as well. And I actually got commented on it in the laser race that we saw a couple of Queen Trailblazer ladies at the race. Yep, yep. And it was noted, but two people actually said it to me. They were like, it's actually brilliant to see the Queen Trailblazers at it. You know, it's not, I have, I know, I, I don't, I haven't seen that much thing at cross country, but right, this is I, a brilliant I, I, I way. I have to take you off there now because I think I, I said I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, I know I might joke with you, but we actually have a title to our name, would you believe, on our first ever entry into the cross country world about a year or two ago there, Gary and I can't remember who was in the team. A few of the lads there, they pulled away with a title on their first attempt. So there you go. Excellent. But you know it's brilliant to see all the, the, the variants yeah. of different um clubs at it and it was actually brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I that's what I loved about this event because it was just more. Um, there wasn't much pressure on it, you know. It was it was just people can go out and actually just try it and enjoy it. No, yeah. we'll go to the men's six k because I'm dragging this out a small bit. <laughs> we had Dean Lawton, or it's actually Sean Lawton, sorry, um, from Duras AC in took the win in a time of 2016. Very impressive run. He's 18 years old. Serious challenge, ta- talent. Really, really, really good runner. Um, in second place was Barry Tuick from St. Finbar's AC in a time of 2038. And all I got to say about Barry is, Barry, thanks be to God, you're out of the over 40 category next year. So <laughs> thanks be to God for that. And in third was James Hayes from Cork Track Club in a time of 2044. So again, a close race like Sean took off. He was gone. You know, and James had a very good kick for him, and he's um, nearly, you know, he was catching Barry near the end of it. But it was a really, really good race again, um, and I've come to myself there now. So, so I obviously raced it. It was hot. You know, you were saying right, it was hot. I was after the first lap. All I wanted was a drink of water. I was <laughs> looking for someone that I could rub water off and just take it. I was just, I don't know why, I was gasping, and um, I decided. I didn't. I refused to wear black because I just did not want the sun. So I wore my lightest singlet I could find to help with it. It didn't really help, but mm-hmm. Timmy eighth overall. I had a very very good battle with um, Tim Toomey with um, Trevor Woods and um, another gentleman from Saint Nicholas AC from Saint Nick's AC. And um, we had the four of us were neck and neck the whole way, and it. Tim and Jennifer from St. Nicholas took away on the last 200 metres and I just couldn't. I had no kick in me. But you know what? I was delighted with it. it well was, done. Good to see Tim back good. as well. But, uh, Very good to see yeah. Tim, yeah. 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 So you're you're it's starting to get the taste back. You're starting to get back. So you're yeah, going so to stick with the cross country? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we obviously have a few championship matches coming up with the ladies now because we, we have a semi-final in two weeks um, to look forward to. But, you know, I will dictate my cross country obviously around that as well so but I will definitely be doing a lot more cross country this year well okay. done the same fin bars too as well by the way because it was a very very well organised run and you know in fairness to the Kingsley as well that uh, sandwiches and a whole lot over there as well so well done to all involved in the same fin bars brilliantly organised race and delighted to be joined by Sean Norton from Doris AC the winner of the men's 6k cross country in same fin bars today Sean how was that? Uh, yeah, the stuff. It was good to get out for the first race, I suppose. The, I suppose prepara- preparation for nationals and all that. So obviously, cross country is your focus is for the rest of the year, is it? Or are you going to, are you more of a road runner? No, I I'll just stay away from the roads for a while, I'd say. But uh, we cross country is gonna be my strongest strongest event at the moment because we don't have a track at the tracks an hour and a half away, so I have the grass and a bit of a trail with the hills and stuff. So cross country is my my main focus at the moment, anyway. For but until before the New Year's anyway. Excellent, this gives you a good set. What did you think of the course today for it? Uh, yeah, it was a good course. It was, uh, the first lap was grand, but then it got tough then with the hills and there's a lot of corners as well. And uh, 
the underfoot is a bit uh, uneven, but uh, other than that, the weather kind of helped with the. Like it was very dry, it wasn't yeah. wet at all, so it was grand. Yeah, and in a way, I was saying there was a part in it where the rain might have helped it a little bit because the ground was so hard, but you know, I must say, I actually, re I'm, I'm sweating here. The heat was very, very hot, especially in the second and third lap. But you know, fairness to Sam from Barza put on a great show. Congratulations to you on the win. And um, what's the plan next? So, is it nationals next? Uh, yeah, I get the. I'll probably probably do Munsters and then give Nationals a good crack. Try to get top six for the the Eurocross. We'll see what happens anyway. I'm just I'm enjoying it at the moment. Anyway. Excellent. Congratulations and well done. And we we know that we've seen cross country soccer for the journey here. Well done. And joined by Lisa, the winner of the ladies um, 6K cross country with Saint Finbar today. So how was that for you? Um, good race, yeah. Very fun. Um, it was tough, like really yeah. warm, but the course was nice course. Um, bit bumpy, but um, I was a nice course, very nice course, and we had a good race. And you had a fantastic race with yourself, Martina and Michelle. I was watching the sidelines. I think everyone was like, "Oh, this is going to be close." Uh, yeah, it was good. Like from the start, three of us were literally just running side by side, like. And then we kind of got to the last lap, and one of us was going to have to do something then. So I was like, right, just try and bomb it, like, and try and hold on. Yeah, no, it was a, fa it was a fa fabulous finish, and you had a, a nice kick. You within about a space of 200 meters, you made up a nice gap to, to make it a little comfortable for you at the end. <laughs> I don't know, it might have looked that way, but it definitely wasn't because from the last, yeah, from that last bit, I just was like, right, just sprint like as hard as you can to the end, yeah. and just see what happens. Uh, cross country, you've got to love it, don't That's you? <laughs> yeah. So well done, and the congratulations on your your Irish selection there recently enough in the mountain running as well I think was it um, that you were in as well but look it's a good start to the year and um, we hopefully see it plenty more these days cheers thanks very much cool uh, so just to catch up with some other results across the country again we're delighted to have Lindy Norton back with us again this week so Lindy giving her expert coverage of other events around the country so we'll hand over to Lindy there now hello everyone so what's been happening athletics wise on the east coast of the country <laughs> A mixed bag is probably the best way to describe it. Ephraim Giddy of Clonagh Harriers travelled to England for the Sunday's Great North Run, where he finished fifth, one place behind Mo Farah, who was running his final official race. In his debut over the distance and in sweltering conditions, Giddy finished in a respectable time of 64 minutes, three seconds. Barbara Cleary of Denore Harriers was also travelling, although not across the Irish Sea. She headed south to County Cork, where she finished first woman at the Charleville Half Marathon. Barbara's time of 79 minutes, 20 seconds broke her own Irish over 50 record. Think on it, a woman over 50 winning a major road race. Barbara truly is exceptional. In more local races, Peter Samba of Dunboyne AC was the winner of the Rattoth Half Marathon at Ferry House in County Meath on Saturday. His time was 70 minutes, 15 seconds. Second and first M40 in 70.54 was former Olympic race walker Colin Griffin, who lives in Dublin. Grace Lynch of Dundrum South Dublin AC in 79.01 was first woman. At the Dramiskin 5K in County Louth, Daniel Stone of Rohini Shamrock was the winner in 14 minutes, 38 seconds, beating Yara Derise of Carrigasis into second place. Sean Dorn of Clonagh Fires was third, and Catherine O'Connor, first woman, in 16 minutes, 37 seconds. Northeast runners, led by Declan Toll in fourth place, took the men's team prize with Dunlear AC best of the women's teams. So what can we say about our track specialists? Although the season is winding down, it proved an exceptionally busy week for Irish athletes who were racing at meets all over Europe in last gasp efforts before the chill of the winter sets in. Top honours must go to Kira McGain of City of Lisbon for improving the Irish 1500 metre record to 3.55.87 at the Brussels Diamond League meet on Saturday, despite losing to her old rival, Laura Muir of Scotland, who she had beaten in the same race a year earlier, when she also set an Irish record. Also in superb late season form was Sophia Sullivan of Balnamore Cove AC, but you probably know all about her. Of the definitely Dublin athletes, Brian Fay of Rohini Shamrock AC was competing over 3,000 metres in Roveretta, Italy, where he finished second in a lifetime best of 7 minutes 36.89 seconds. That puts him third on the all-time Irish list. A few days earlier in Padua, 
Faye had run a personal best 3.36.52 for 1,500 metres. What's next for this talented young athlete who spent the last couple of seasons in the USA, we ask? Be interesting to see. In Flugstad on Wednesday, Luke McCann of UCD AC ran an outdoor personal best 3.53.82 when finishing sixth in the mile. McCann ran 3.53.55 indoors last February. So that wasn't quite his fastest overall time. And that's about it, folks, for this week. At the weekend, we'll be returning to cross country, where rest assured, you will find no pacemakers and no wave lighting, but lots of muck. Goodbye. Okay, thanks, Lindy, for your input as always. Again, we're always looking for other reporters, so if there's others as well, uh, we'd be happy to have them uh, join us and, and you know, reach into areas that maybe we don't have the expertise in certain companies there as well. So I'm delighted to, to have more come aboard. And there is talks of one or two more joining up with us as well, uh, some other locations. So again, if you feel you can have some input, we'd be delighted to have you. Exactly. We'd say no to nobody. Um, right, with that, I think we'll just move on to our fixtures. We again, we're going to highlight the races that are supporting the the show, and um, for the for this for this this week anyway. So, Farm School Five K. Sorry, I've got out to talk there for a second. <laughs> Farm School Five K, which is on fourteenth of September at six thirty, it's been held in Farm Woods. So registration is from five thirty onwards at the rowing club and this is a timed run and it raises money for um the school so you know and more importantly brian the most important line i think in any description of a race <laughs> a fantastic spread is promised so there you go. best luck to everyone who takes part in that and just make sure you support it yeah next up the one we want to highlight again is the women's mini marathon that takes place on 17th of september in cork and um, you know they've been a great, another great supporter of ours there the last couple of weeks uh, i think it's as we said in the previous weeks moving it to a 5k now i think adds another dimension as well i think it's going to be a big crowd um, it's a great fundraising event across the you know so many so many different charities and if you're interested in signing up for that one uh, check out echolive.ie men in marathon for more details um, but again that's the cork uh, women's mini marathon on the 17th of september a uh, great deal certainly one you know you can walk it run it uh, as you said dress as a mm. dress as a woman if you want if you're a man and just get out and look it's all about a good day out raising funds obviously some people run it as well in a competitive manner and that's great as well and i think the 5k element is definitely going to add to that this year yeah and a fast course as well for that so that should be a good one then we have the truly 10k which is on the 28th of September and obviously the half marathon on the 29th of October. Now, everyone, make sure you go to the trillymarathon.com to sign up for that. There is a bundle offer as well for that. So if you'd like to do both of them, save yourself a few quid and get it. Both races start off in Trilly. You get your uh, tech top as well for it and your medal as well. So it's a no brainer. Brilliant part of the country to go down to uh, as well. You know, make a weekend of it and enjoy it. So that's 28th of September and the 29th of October. Next up, uh, again, this week's competition, I think we called it already, the Allahees 5-Mile Road Race. It's part of the Beira AC Autumn 5-Mile Road Race Series. Uh, great races there, great part of the country. So check that one out. It's on Saturday, September the 23rd in Allahees, uh, West Cork. So that's the 5-Mile Road Race there. Uh, definitely check that one out and look out to their Facebook page, Allahees 5-Mile, for more details on that one as well. Uh, brilliant. And then we come to the Douglas Credit Union 5K, which we have the competition for today. So that's from Tremor Valley Park and it is on at 11 a.m. on the 1st of October. So register on their social media pages or in event, um, event master as well. And finally, this week, uh, the Churchtown 10 miler, again, a bit away, but again, these guys I know are doing a lot of work behind the scenes already. They're advertising it, kind of a trial run of the course as well. So that's the Churchtown 10 miler that takes place on the 18th of November. So timing might be good there for people after the Dublin Marathon training and cross country, etc. that's going on at the moment. So November the 8th, it's a 10 a.m. start. Uh, the early bird price there is uh, 30 euro. Normal price would be 35. It's a challenging route, I believe, but again, uh, it's their first time organising this 10 miler so it should be a very interesting one to attend a great club there as well and again for the Churchtown 10 miler on the 18th of November 
check out eventmaster again and look up look up that race for more details yeah and is the 18th we were calling up the wrong date i think last week we think we were saying the 19th but it is the 18th i'm going to blame brian for that because someone someone gave say, us the wrong date yeah yeah and brian we're going to blame, blame brian blame on <laughs> so our, fix, our fixture secretary on i'm going to blame yeah that's what we want to blame so with that <laughs> we're going to move on to our chat with James Dowling from Parkrun Ireland. Um, so sit back and enjoy. I am delighted to be joined by James Dowling of Parkrun Ireland. James, welcome to the Runners Airy podcast. How are you? Doing good, Damien. Thanks. How are you? I'm not too bad now at all. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, I think we're myself and Brian have always said how important park runs are to people and to communities. So it's about time that we've got someone like yourself to come in and, you know, give a little bit of background. And obviously you have a very special press release, which is happening starting next week, which we're going to have a big chat about as well. But James, Parkrun Ireland, where did it all start? Okay, well, I guess the concept from Parkrun itself was set up in um, 2004 back in London when uh, basically the uh, founder, Paul Sintonewitz, said that, you know, he was kind of missing out on the social aspect of running because he was injured. He was going through a bit of a bad time in his life as well. So he just started timing his friends in the park and um, it really caught on over there and there would have been another... Um, number of years before it came to Ireland, but it was set up in Malahide, North Dublin in 2012. And it's basically been going ever since. We've now got 105 park runs in Ireland, so they'd be 5K events. And, you know, there's one in every county, often quite a few, a few more. And then we've also got 37 park runs um, with three new additions in the last month, uh, two in Cork and one in Loch Key. Um, so they're 2K junior events. Uh, the 5K events take place on a Saturday at half nine in the morning and the 2K events are the same time on a Sunday um, in different parks around Ireland. Yeah, and like, look, myself, myself, myself and Brian do love park runs and unfortunately people know I can't make park runs because I work every Saturday but the odd few I have done they're just so enjoyable because you just have a mix of everything from you know the the serious runner to the person who wants to walk to the person walking their dog to the person with the buggy you know and it's just a social aspect of it I think no, absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that may put some people off first when they hear it is that, you know, they can never do a 5K or it's just too far. And there's all sorts of different reasons that they won't want to uh, actually get involved for the first time. It's generally probably viewed as a little bit competitive, which it's absolutely not. Uh, so what we encourage people uh, to do is essentially come along to Parkrun for the first time. You can walk, you can jog, you can do a mixture of boats and you can kind of pull out you don't want to finish yeah. and you say you've had enough um, but the other aspect of parkrun which is actually even more beneficial um, according to research that we've carried out is that when people come to parkrun and actually just volunteer like we have people who come to Marshall I was in Poppentry there a few weeks ago just out by Ballymun and uh, Willie just comes along each week um, he's immobile but he just loves kind of going to a particular spot he's cheering people on as they go past um, I know some of my colleagues were down in Nakara and a uh, similar kind of thing the uh, Marshall just goes up there every week and he just loves chatting to people like, you know, and there's a number of roles there that people can do. So they can do marshalling, they can do first timers welcome, barcode scanning. You know, it's just something that they can get involved with the community yeah. um, in and basically just, you know, be like you say, get out and be social for uh, for a little while every exactly. week. Exactly. And James, I think what's important as well is people must realise that these events don't happen without them without these people do you know what i mean so without these volunteers we cannot have a park running you know what is it 105 uh county or 105 areas without actually having the people like that who are standing on the sidelines in sun snow rain everything you know yeah so like they are the the life and breath of park run as well so you know i think i tell anybody if you can get out if you do a run you know, volunteer at least one in every four or one in five or something like that, just to get out and volunteer and make sure that everyone else can get to enjoy these um, these events as well. So, James, we come to the, you have a press release, a new, a new um, 
what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, we've a new, we've an upcoming campaign, Damien. Thank you. That's the word. <laughs> well, I suppose the big thing is that we do. We're kind of in the midst of a, a bit of a press release today, and um, but essentially this campaign is the hashtag Volunteer Walk Connect, and what that is is it's just going to encourage people to come along and volunteer or walk for the first time at Park Run, and essentially the connect side of it is just for people to connect with nature, connect with other people connect with their physical and mental health and I guess what's really at the core of everything that Parkrun does is you know physical and mental health benefits because you know it's a really useful free tool that is often overlooked for people um, who may be going through a difficult time who may not be sporty but are looking to kind of try something and they just don't know what to do uh, so really Parkrun is trying to lower the barriers for that for people of all uh, corners of society now what's probably unique about this campaign is that we're not going for the masses we're going actually for the most underrepresented underrepresented uh, groups within society and so in the launch we will be looking at um it actually it happens close enough to alzheimer's awareness day and we've done some work with alzheimer's society of ireland and we've been working with children so we're doing a bit with goshka the ispcc Um, and as the campaign goes on then we're looking at people with chronic conditions such as cancer and cardiac conditions and we're also going to be looking at people um who you know maybe living in socially disadvantaged um areas and just to kind of really show that parkrun is lowering the barrier no matter what situation you find yourself in that you can get involved with community engagement you can start feeling part of it make new friends and you know like i said already just experience the the physical and mental health benefits that parkrun offers yeah exactly and james you have it's broken up into a you have is it it's eight weeks i think isn't it of a plan of it so you're going to have different kind of um, areas covered each week yeah so essentially it's going to be six weeks um and as you as you correctly said it is going to be covering different areas so the idea essentially what it is is we're covering alzheimer's and dementia so people who are living with alzheimer's and dementia and um, we're covering kind of a couple of different things around children so we'll be looking into the goshka awards for children and um, but we're also looking at the benefits of the likes of junior park run and stuff mm-hmm. for maybe again parents who think you know my child isn't into sport what can we do like you yeah. know Way. So this is just to highlight the kind of um, accessibility, if you like, of parkrun for parents who find themselves in that situation. Um, as I mentioned already, chronic conditions, uh, disabilities. Um, but one of the biggest things as well that we found in recent months is we had a piece um, about people living in isolation, which actually done extremely well in terms of traffic and engagement there a couple of months ago. And I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Damien, but Ireland actually ranked as the loneliest country in Europe, according to a recent survey so that's another big area that we're looking to focus on is areas of isolation and within that week we're also going to be looking at um gale topped areas which by their very nature are sometimes very remote but that's not to say people living in cities and in very populated areas aren't living in isolation yeah James, because I think that that one is I actually I, that what I read is earlier is something I I actually hit home for me straight away was that one because I think that's so important like you have people constantly as you said they could be in the busiest city in the world and they could be the loneliest person in the world you know it doesn't matter just because someone seems to have loads of friends as well doesn't mean they're actually not lonely so I think that is a that is a very very good area and it's something actually I think is really important for people actually to get a bit more information on that one actually as well. Yeah, well, like we're just trying to highlight how people can basically overcome this feeling of loneliness during that week. And another side to that as well, Damien, is we're kind of looking at um, those seeking international protection because often they're facing some of the biggest barriers in terms of language, in terms of just not knowing anything in a new country, like, you know, that sort of way. So we're just trying to highlight the link of the work that we're doing with groups such as Sanctuary Runners and, you know, different groups like that who come to Parkrun. Yeah as a tool to kind of establish themselves and as i already mentioned we're looking at kind of social disadvantage we're looking at addiction as well there's actually a really great story um that we have from a, a regular park runner in bushy park who basically used um park run as a tool to overcome that saturday urge to go out and drink early in the morning and it's actually just a really great story which i think is going to do well um, and then finally, we've just going to be touching on them. Um, we ran this there not so long ago as well, but the LGBTQIA plus community too. Yeah, so like there, there's a lot 
going on, but there's there's not one area there that you would say, oh, is more important than the other. You know, they're all equally as important. And I think they're ones that people every week you're going to learn something new and how you can help someone in, in each of these topics or each of these areas as well. And that's exactly it. And even just some of the language that I guess I would have used at the start of this in terms of framing my story it was great to kind of speak to the likes of the Alzheimer's Society mm-hmm. of Ireland and other bodies who were able to kind of give you a steer. And even um, Kira McCluskey, actually, in the Sanctuary Runners gave me some really good guidance on the kind of terminology to be using, like, you know, that mm. sort of thing to just... That's a very good point, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Sometimes, right? And even kind of writing about uh, areas, like, you you just have to be a bit careful. And you obviously, you don't want to offend anyone as you're yeah. doing, but at the same time, you want it to be as clear and as welcoming as possible for them, like, you know. Uh, you just touched on in there, obviously, the Sanctuary Runners, they... They they become a very important part of the with the the park run as well. You know, a lot of their um their runs and stuff like that are involved with yourselves, um and you know again we've had them on the pod, podcast before as well. And their stories are fascinating stories as well of how these kind of runs have helped communities and people to actually integrate into society. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, like I've they've certainly been in park runs that I've um been being uh, active in I wouldn't say um kind of uh on the core team or anything like that so I've certainly seen them around too like you know that sort of way um and there recently I was really impressed um by Mustafa and I hope I am remembering uh, correctly um I'm going to forget the first guy's name, actually. I do apologise for that. But um, but what I found was really incredible was that he was using Parkrun to kind of get out. He didn't realise he was a runner at all, and he kind of got into it, and now he's actually running quite fast, mm-hmm. I must say. Um, but not only that, he's gone on to kind of be a guide for this other um, member of the Sanctuary Runners community who is actually visually impaired. So he's kind of bringing him along each week. And um, I was actually out in Poppentry, as I said to you there, a few weeks ago running with him. And... Um, or sorry, speaking to them at the start. And basically you could see during the park run, the kind of stuff they were doing and how he was able to say from the start, he didn't know anything about this community. All of a sudden he realized himself can be quite a prominent um, athlete. Perhaps we don't know, but that's just something as a Mm. kind of an on them. an unknown bonus that may have come from there but um but the good thing that's really come from this is the fact that now he's bringing other people into this community yeah. and he's really encouraging them and supporting them and that's really what parkrun is all about it's just trying to support these people who you might not think if you're visually impaired that you can't do parkrun well actually there are guides that are around out there who actively bring visually impaired people do a parkrun each week and do that so it's just kind of opening up another layer if you like of the type of support and the type of um, accessibility that that's there like you know yeah I think it's important as well for people who have any kind of difficulties or disabilities or anything like that to actually contact their local park run as well and I, I'd have no doubt that they'd be more than happy to f- try to help and find someone that can help them or if someone needs a lift to somewhere there you know they'd be more than happy to do that as well because as again it comes out to volunteers they'll go out of their way to make sure that everybody can can join as much as they can no they absolutely will and um like that's the thing like even um look i know i'm literally just across the way from there like i'm not too far from it at all compared to some people come from maybe the countryside or something um but like you know there was lots of people in the new park where they're oh we go to this particular coffee shop do you want to come down and like it's that's what i love about it is there's always a social element afterwards as well it's like not just about your walk or your jog or your volunteer and there's a good good vibe there with really really um diverse individuals coming together for a common purpose like you know that sort of way so regardless of what time you do or what kind of experience you had doing the particular park run uh, you'll just go away and you'll chat and you'll find out you've a lot more common uh, ground with people yeah. you know and what's really great as well is that that can also be used for I suppose solving some of the other challenges in the community like you know that kind of way when people like that come together and realize that actually they work really well together and then there's all sorts of other community initiatives that are going on as a result yeah and um, how can people get more information on all um this campaign now as well James Yes, so basically the campaign is called Volunteer Walk Connect. That's the hashtag that's going to be used on social media. So if you check the Park Run Ireland uh, blog, um, you will see uh, you will see lots of uh, stories around that for the upcoming weeks and our social media as well. As I said to you, uh, there will be 
a press release that's going out today. So if anyone is listening to this and would like more information, please feel free to contact me. It's james.dowling at parkrun.com um, or otherwise, um, uh, sorry, or otherwise, um, the campaign will be launched next Monday onwards. It's going to run from the 18th to the, of September to the 29th of October. So as I said, just keep an eye out on our social media channels. There'll be plenty of content going out there in the form of video, blog, um, and just personal testimonials of people who are using Parkrun every week. Yeah, and of course, we'll, we'll, we'll share a lot of it as well every week as well on our own social medias because, again, you know, as I said before, and as I say, I'll say it umpteen more times, Parkrun is, is, has become more and more vital to the communities and to to people in themselves. And we've mentioned Graham, who's uh, a, f- a fan of the show and who is at it nearly every park run every week, you know, volunteering himself. And again, like like you said with your gentleman, that doesn't run it, but he's there every single week helping yeah. out. And again, these are the people that make sure the likes of myself or the likes of yourself, James, or anybody else actually gets out to enjoy these every Saturday and Sunday mornings. No, absolutely, yeah. So, James, best of luck with the campaign. Um, we we will we'll we'll catch up with you maybe at the end of the campaign just to see you know how it's how it's went for you and um you know and areas that people could 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 learn more from and things like that and I think it's important that you know that we do kind of come back to these after the campaigns to see how they actually went. Absolutely brilliant. Thanks very much, Damien. No, appreciate it and best of luck with it. And as I said, we'll share it out there for everybody again. But if you can just one last time, give a quick reminder of where people can check it out on again. Yes, so if you check the parkrun.ie uh, blog, you'll see lots of information. It's volunteer walk connect. That's the hashtag to be used. If you're going out, you're encouraging anybody to do that for the first time over the next six weeks, please encourage them to use that hashtag and keep a look on our social media channels too, Facebook, Instagram, X, formerly Twitter and uh, LinkedIn Ireland as well. Perfect. Cheers. Best of luck. And we will talk to you soon again. All right. Cheers, Damien. Cheers. Again, so thanks a million to James there. Again, as we said earlier on the podcast, you just can't say enough about parkrun, the volunteers behind the scenes. It's a week in, week out. You know, it's not a case that these people, you know, can take a bit of time off. Uh, they're always looking for support, always looking for volunteers. Um, and again, it's runners. It's a race organised by runners in many ways. And, you know, we look around at our own local parkruns and we see, you know, great people doing great things every week. Um, so whether you're... No, haven't done one yet. I'd certainly recommend people getting out, and it's a great way to introduce people to running, as we said at the start as well. Um, and even if you're just, you know, maybe you're not a runner at all, just go out and uh, our good friend Graham there is a prime example. Guy helps and supports many of these events as well, but still gets in and involved. And as you said, the social aspect as well is yeah. great. Uh, meeting friends and going for a cup and having a chat and uh, all in a good, healthy environment. Yeah, so that's it. That's and look, that's what park run is, and that's for every age. And you know, I think that is so important, and it's done so much to get running into people's lives, and for them then to move on up to you know more if they want to more serious races. And as I've no doubt, we've seen people who's also started not being able to run, just walk, and now who are doing incredible times. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a brilliant organisation, and well done to everybody involved in that. So Brian. That's our show. We have next week, we will have, hopefully, all going well, Gary O'Hanlon on next week. We were hoping he would be here this week, but unfortunately, it, it we have it now for next week. So we will put a post out just to get your questions in for that. So give any questions for Gary, give us a shout. Yeah, and I think with Gary as well, look, we can cover so much there. His own running career is outstanding. He's a great coach um, and obviously has is a previous winner of the Marathon, the Dublin Marathon Championships there, the National Championships. So, yeah, absolutely. If you have questions as a runner, you know, anything at all, I'm sure with the kind of last couple of weeks now, there'll be a lot of people focusing in on the final touches. So an opportunity to get some questions in if you have them. Exactly. So, Brian, with that, thank you to you. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to Rory. Thank you to Jonathan. Thank you to Owen. And happy birthday, Andy. <laughs> and with that, good luck. Good night.